1170. The Answer, San Diego. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Dynamite! Here she is, Andrea K. <laughs> Round two. Or is it round three because it's Wednesday. Happy hump day, all y'all out there. Thanks for tuning in tonight and joining me as always. And if you're on that drive time on the San Diego roads, thanks for joining in and hoping it's not too terrible for you out there because you know what? I just enjoy myself every evening that I'm here with you all and sharing this time with me as always, DJ Carrot Sticks. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. That's right. And who better than me? (laughs) And not just Donald Trump. Um... You know, so, so much is coming at us. I've said this before, but it's literally like shock and awe, the amount of news that's hitting us. And, uh, you know, and I think it's got to be in part because we have a president of the United States who, unlike other presidents in the past, is willing to change on a dime. It is not chaos just because one day he indicates through, a, through one of his mouthpieces that, you know, he's happy with somebody serves and we all serve at the pleasure of the president and -and so-and-so is happy with, you know, Trump is happy with so-and-so, you know, then to turn right around today and announce something that we expected. We expected Shulkin to be out. It's a good move. What Trump is doing in in changing up positions and letting people go and replacing them and realigning his cabinet and his staffers and everybody that's there in his administration. It's a good thing. He is making sure that the people he have with them after he put the the initial team in place, he's evaluating them. And if they're not right for the job or they're making missteps and they're not doing what they need to be doing, he's getting rid of them. That's a wonderful thing for America, especially given the, the fact that the omnibus raised to the forefront again and made people aware of the gross inefficiencies of our government and the gross spending that's taking place. Every American should be applauding President Trump's efforts and what he's trying to do to save this country. And you know what? He is the leader of the real resistance movement. You all remember that immediately after he was elected president, they started hashtag resist, hashtag persist. In fact, driving around in my hood, I always laugh every time I see, you know, in in this very expensive home, by the way, in La Jolla, they've got a little cardboard sign in the window that says, you know, resist. Well, the real resistance is happening here in California, by the way. We're going to talk a little bit about some examples of the resistance that's going on because you know what? We've been talking here about Orange County. Los Amitos, the Sheriff's Department, the Orange County itself joining in the Department of Justice lawsuit. Well, you know what? There's it's that that area of resistance is actually growing. So stay tuned because in our next segment, Julia Rivera is going to be here. And we're going to talk about maybe another county that might be joining in or another city in California. Can California save itself, actually? from what they have done for itself. It remains to be seen, but you know what? At least we're on the right track. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Somebody posted today an article on Drudge. It was it was the leading article on Drudge today, or at one point. Can Roseanne save America? This morning, you know, I, I, I actually, I think I, I considered making Roseanne a week or two ago. I considered making her my hero of the week because she was on a late night talk show. And I don't even remember who the host was because I don't pay attention to any of them bozos. They're just all a bunch of, you know, mean clowns in the circus. But she, you know, she was confronted by one of them. She called him out and said, you know, we, we should want every president. Yeah, I, I support Trump and we should want every president to succeed. And, you know, there was a lot of anticipation that we have a 
an A-lister TV star who's about to do a TV show in which she is going to be a Trump supporter. And there was a lot of attention. Roseanne said that she hoped that she got, I think, six million viewers to tune in to her revival, episode one last night, and it was close to 18 million viewers. It remains to be seen whether or not she continues to keep even half that many eyeballs on the TV show. But I do think, and and I wasn't even going to mention it today, but it is the leading story today. And the fact that it's the leading story today is, it's exciting in a way, and it's also kind of disturbing in a way. It's disturbing in one sense, and that even though we've known how off the rails Hollywood was, off the rails in terms of how far left they've gone, the extent that they've gone to indoctrinate Americans while hiding crimes and abuse and assault against children and women in the industry, we've known that they were the third leg in terms of the indoctrination and the cultural Marxist assault on America when you realize that people are shocked and anticipating that there's actually a TV show that's going to be supportive of a Republican president, that's really bad. That That's sad to me that that's how far we've gone in our country to where it's considered shocking. And then all this pressure now is put on this one particular celebrity. Can she save America? Well, first and foremost, no. <laughs> No one actress or no one individual, even President Trump himself, can save America. America needs to save themselves. And and I think that we can and we will when we have so many Americans, particularly high-profile Americans, and one that's a celebrity to the extent of Roseanne joining in and supporting President Trump. So, you know, first of all, no, no one person can save America. But I also think that there's so much pressure put on her that now she's really under the microscope. And I'm even seeing a lot of conservatives that are saying, well, wait a second, don't support Roseanne yet. Just because her first episode was supportive of President Trump, wait till you see what's coming in upcoming episodes. And she supposedly has a grandchild that's transgender. And she supposedly goes in an upcoming episode and supports the kid who's being bullied in school. And that's she's not really a conservative. And I thought, here we go. We, at, we have a celebrity, a huge celebrity, a star of a TV show getting 8 million views. And before she's even gotten to episode two yet, we're going to start picking her apart. That reminds me of so much of the Never Trumper stuff that was happening during the primary. And when we had people like the National Review and Bill Crystal and his organization, the weekly non-standard, trying to tell us what conservatism was and that if you didn't do A, B, C, and D, you didn't fulfill their criteria of being a conservative. Let me tell you something. For those of you new to the show and haven't heard me mention this, I was that kid throughout most of my childhood who thought a mistake had been made. I thought it was a boy trapped in a girl's body and actually tried to convince kids of mine, classmates of mine, to call me by a boy's name. So the fact that Roseanne is doing what my mother and other family members of mine did and defend me and allow me to be me, she's not putting the kid on hormone treatment and starting to change his gender, okay? We don't have a jazz situation here. What we've got is supposedly an episode coming up, and I haven't seen it yet. I'm just saying, you know, let's not let's not build her up initially and then tear her down before we've even gotten to episode two. Because I do think that in spite of the fact that it should not be so extraordinary in America that we actually have a TV show that's supportive of a Republican president and President Trump, you know, I, it, it is extraordinary. And I think that we should, you know, we should take what we should take the good here and not overthink it and not look to tear her down so far. DJ Carrot Sticks, did you watch any of the episode? 
She supports Trump herself, and you know, um, her TV show was based on her loosely. You know, she was a stand-up comic, and you know, it was named after her because it was it was loosely based on her as an individual. So she supports President Trump. And when she was asked, and the and I remember back being surprised on Twitter some of her comments and stuff. And the reason why she, like Joan Rivers, came out against Hillary Clinton in support of President Trump in large part had to do with his support for Israel and the pro-Palestinian, anti-Israel crap that's gone on in the Democrat Party, which really makes you wonder why any anybody who's Jewish ever votes for a Democrat. And so I, I that was the beginning of her support. But then, like her character said, and I, but I'll be honest with you, even if Roseanne herself didn't personally support President Trump, the fact that she's got a lead character in a TV show that does, I think is great. I think it's really good, too. And it shows that, you know, they are kind of catering towards more people, not just a certain demographic. Right. Um, there's some other shows. There's a new show out called Living Biblically. Biblically, it's hard to say. Yeah. Uh, where a guy is living by the Bible, and it's an interesting show, and it's you know it's not making fun of Christianity or anything like that. But on the same note, remember that what happened with Tim Allen show that standing oh, yeah. tall or something. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that show. He was, and that's one thing that people also need to remember here is that I, I didn't watch all the episode last night. I saw a lot of the clips. I would say I saw most of it. This is still the business we call show. She brings in the ratings, or the show is going to be canceled. And, but they also did, in addition to that, they balanced her character who does support President Trump in real life. And as she said in the episode, it's about jobs. That's one of the main reasons why people did not care, nor do they care right now about Stormy. You know, it, she didn't blow the lid off a guy that everybody voted for because they thought that he was some squeaky clean, you know, guy who had never said a cuss word before and had been 100% faithful on women, okay? People voted for him because they knew that we had the swamp. They knew that we we had a corrupt situation going on in D.C. And we, meanwhile, while D.C. had gone off the rails with corruption, American people were hurting. They didn't have jobs. They didn't know how they were going to feed their kids let alone you know provide a future for them or put the kids through college so so much of why the blue wall fell and they voted for trump which is what roseanne's show was representing had to do with jobs and the economy but she balances it with the sister who probably in real life Lori metcalf is i think is her name uh she was a hillary supporter but but she said in in the show that thanks to roseanne's pressure she couldn't vote for hillary but she voted for jill stein which i thought was was a really uh funny uh, line in the show so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the show and support it because as i've said before in addition to the the movie that's continuing to do wonderful which is um i can only imagine i think we need to support media that's supportive of america that's supportive of of the the values and the foundations of america because that's really where the battlefield is it's about this cultural marxist cultural war cultural and spiritual war And it's like Don Jan said on my show last night, there's a war going on right now. And the Republicans for a long time didn't really see it. We bought into the notion that you could be fiscally conservative and socially liberal at some point. Or I even had Republican candidates say to me this week at an event, you know, I try to stay away from the social issues. But that's where the battle is. And not to mention the fact that the social issues are killing us financially and economically. We're going to talk to Julio Rivera in a minute. You look at what the immigration, social justice warriors through immigration are doing to us economically and financially in this country. So much of, of the 
whether it's California or Detroit, you look at the cities. New York, I posted recently, where workers there are homeless, even though even people making a good amount of money, because the liberal policies that are social justice based are destroying cities in this country. They're they're taking down California. And if we connect those dots, the whole nation can go. So the social policies are what are destroying us economically as well. And that's really where they're going to get to their end game economically of transforming us into no longer a free market capitalist system, but into one of total centralized government control over our lives. And if they can really get us on the, the Audubon, the fast lane to that, they can get it by taking our guns away from us because if they can disarm us then we've got no ability to fight back whatsoever and as we talked about on last night's show with justice stevens the mask has been lifted from the left the same people who told us if you like your doctors you can keep your doctors tried to tell us oh you know we're not going to try to take your guns we know they want to take our guns we absolutely do all right now we're going to take a break we come back we're going to continue to talk about uh, uh the resistance in can california save itself but i want to hear from you guys Tell me what you think about Roseanne. Call in the show, 888-344-1170. Chime in on any topic if you have uh, whatever is on your mind. And uh, stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. This report is pre-recorded and sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Here's the Word on Wealth, a retirement update from five-star wealth manager, certified financial planner, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor. Greetings, friends. Welcome to this edition of the Word on Wealth. Marty Schneider here. Social Security system is going to begin paying out more than it takes in in the year 2021. Over a period of time, they could continue to bump that full retirement age all the way up to 68. That one simple year would have a huge impact on the system in terms of its stability long term. The other big issue, of course, is they could bump up the tax itself. If you need help on putting together your long-term retirement plan and come on in and see me, all you got to do is call and schedule your free consultation with me, 800-727-PLAN, 800-727-7526. That's it for this edition of The Word on Wealth. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with you right here on these very same Salem Network stations. 
Hi, I'm Chris with Cash Call Mortgage. With today's rising home values and low mortgage rates, we're doing refinances with no closing costs that let you pull out tens of thousands in cash. Use that cash to pay off high-interest credit cards, car loans, do things around the house, or anything you want. My husband and I realized the best low-cost way to get a large chunk of cash was to take advantage of our home's value by refinancing. Chris got us a low interest rate, and we pulled $50,000 in cash out. We paid off credit cards and a few other things, and the whole process was super easy. Cash Call Mortgage is designed to save with great fixed rates with absolutely no closing costs. None. Your house is your bank. So make the cash call now at 877-890-CASH. That's 877-890-CASH. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage Eagle Housing Lender. Call 855-657-9910 for terms and restrictions. California Department of Business Oversight Residential Mortgage Lender Law License 4131083. NMLS 128231. That's 877-890-CASH. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The Beltway establishment has reacted with horror to President Trump's appointment of John Bolton as National Security Advisor. Ambassador Bolton, they claim, is a dangerous warmonger, unfit for the office. That's wrong. As the president's top security aide, Bolton will be an honest broker and someone who can drive decisions through molasses thick resistance. These qualities plus his top shelf intellect make Bolton the best national security player to join Trump's West Wing team so far. The bottom line is that Vladimir Putin's worst nightmare just walked into the West Wing. Bolton can outlast and outthink anyone Putin, Kim Jong-un or Xi Jinping sends to negotiate quiet deals before the big public ones with the president. There are rough waters ahead across the globe, and the president is to be commended for surrounding himself with strong, competent, and very smart foreign policy professionals. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. If you want to chime in on the topics of the day, before the break, we were talking about Ken Roseanne Save America. That's what people were talking about. They're just so excited that we got a TV show that actually is putting forth something positive about America and about President Trump, in fact. Uh, and by the way, the TV show was Last Man Standing, thanks to one of my Facebook friends out there. But just recently, this is one reason why it's important to support a conservative media, the TV show Blackish. Here's a quote from the show. Uh, there's an uh, older gentleman on the show. I guess Grandpa is referred to as Pops, and his son was explaining to Pops's grandson about Pops and why he is like he is. And here's the line from the show: "Think about it. Pops tried to escape the racism of the Deep South and fell into the racism of Deep South Central. Sam Yorty was mayor. Ronald Reagan was governor, and they ain't never seen a black man they didn't want to break in half." That's the kind of crap we're up against. When is when was Ronald? What example was there ever of Ronald Reagan ever being racist? That is absolutely scurrilous, and that's what we're up against in this country. Joining me now is my buddy Julio Rivera. He's he he's got wisdom in all things, whether it's involving pop culture, Ronald Reagan, immigration, and beyond. He's the conservarican. Hey, Julio, welcome to the show. What a pleasure to be on again, Andrea. How are you this evening? Well, I'm good. Um, before we get into immigration and some of the latest revelations coming out involving the FBI and some evidence that things went all the way to the Oval Office in Obama in terms of the the uh, coordination and collusion, uh, your thoughts quickly on Roseanne and the show. Um, listen, it's, it's, it's funny, too. That show always, to me, was representative of the middle of the country, 
Um, and the middle of the country is very pro-Trump. And we have to be fair and, and looking. This just, the, the Hollywood tries to manipulate us into thinking that, uh, you know, the, the America is against this president. And they try to uh, get us to believe what they want to believe. It's almost like a brainwashing, yes. uh, you know, sort of, uh, you know, uh, revising what, what, what's actually happening in mm-hmm. real time. Uh, so I, I like a show that, that speaks to the real America. You know, yeah. and I think that this show is probably going to do very well. Yeah. And hey, America, the real Trump supporters, we're not a bunch of skinhead neo-Nazis, whatever, all the characterization, the phony characterizations they tried to make us out to be uh, during the primary and um, the general election. Speaking of trying to craft a narrative and make us believe what isn't true, the Trump-Russian collusion story, right? And mm-hmm. um, we there's every day, it seems like there's a drip drip of information. Uh, new text messages came out today involving... Um, not just struck and page, but actually involving the White House chief of staff, some guy McDonough and Comey. And from the text messages, it sure appears as though um, the coordination went all the way to the Oval Office, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it most certainly did. And you know what? That's funny how they how they everybody always goes. Oh, Trump, it was a foregone conclusion. You know, all these people, they tried to make us believe again. Another example of that Trump was automatically going to lose and blah, blah, blah. I think they knew behind the scenes they probably conducted enough internal polling. Um, You know, forget the fake polls that are publicized. The internal polling of the DNC was probably telling them that they were in big trouble. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to coordinate this this entire time, uh, you know, to try to basically make Trump look bad. Because remember, this goes back to before you know, they, this, these things were going on. They were trying to find something that they could do to harm Trump because they figured, you know, this guy's probably going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, he took on, you know, 17 established Republicans and beat all of them. So, yes. you know, obviously the Democrats, after what had happened in 2010 and 2014, were, were very concerned. So I'm not surprised by it at all. This is the, the lawlessness of the previous administration, of, uh, an administration, quite frankly, that laid down while you know Hillary Clinton basically took the State Department and turned it into a piggy bank for herself, you yeah. know, with the way that uh, you know that she was running that, um, you know, and, and Obama, you know, listen, man, uh, Obama, all his claims of transparency and you know what what the popular opinion is of him, if you watch mainstream media, it is so detached from reality. I think that we are going to get um, maybe by the time, let's say Trump does do two terms, I think the country is going to be in a, in a much better shape from an integrity perspective. Well, and I, I think that the news media is going to get better as well as a result of it. Well, I, you know, I think from, from a respect and an integrity and a, in a restoration of respect and integrity, the FBI has a long way to go, not just from these text messages, but also from the fact that we found out now that Mateen, Omar Mateen's father was an FBI informant. And evidently, mm-hmm. obviously, because of that, Omar Mateen was given a pass for his threats. And the, the result of that was 49 dead Americans. We know it is very clear that the FBI ha- is covering up information involving the largest mass murder in the history of our country in terms of Las Vegas. We know of all their other failures involving San Bernardino, Boston, uh, uh, 
Nadal Hassan and beyond. We know that Andrew McCabe, as well as Rosenstein and others, were involved in spying. Everybody today is all hysterical over Facebook. And we're going to talk about the Facebook data mining situation in the, in the next segment with a cybersecurity expert. But, you know, I'm thinking today all this hysteria over the Facebook and data mining. I talked about this on Newsmax. There should be equal hysteria over the fact that the FBI, in conjunction and coordination with the Democrat Party, illegally went to a court and lied in order to spy on Americans. And we still mm-hmm. don't have a special counsel for that. Jeff Sessions says he's upset at the slow walk in terms of response to good Latin and other subpoenas. But Jeff Sessions, there needs to be an, uh, another special counsel brought in from the outside to investigate the investigators because the FBI has a long way to go to restore any credibility. Um, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to my buddy Julio Rivera. Moving on to immigration, something you've been on all day talking about today. We've got great mm-hmm. news coming out of California. We've had the, our, 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 a lot of moves out of Orange County in terms of the sheriff's department. It's going to post names of inmates being released, which is going to give ICE a heads up. We've got Orange County joining the DOJ lawsuit. Los Alamitos said they're not going to adhere to the sanctuary city um, laws, sanctuary state laws. Um, but you say in addition to that, you still got some other advice for President Trump. Yeah, I mean, listen, at this point, um, you know, if, if this Congress isn't interested, obviously, in building the wall, we saw they just uh, passed that one point three trillion dollar omnibus spending bill, which only allocated one point six billion dollars. Um, you know, when they when they know full well that this wall is going to cost 10 times that. Right. So, I mean, I think pretty much what Trump can do here is use uh, dip into some of those military funds. Um, you know, declare it a, a state of emergency. It has to be done. It's a necessary thing, you know, to defend our country. We, we do need to have borders um, and, and go ahead and just build a wall off of that. Well, but here's know? here. Excuse me for interrupting. I want to make sure we I get all, as much time with you as possible. But the problem is, is with the, the Republican Party he's got, I'm seeing so-called conservatives on the news today saying, well, you know, that's the kind of stuff that Obama did. And we it's not just what the money gets spent and how much money there is, but how we do it. We have a process. And basically, the Republican Party is not going to allow President Trump to do that. They're saying that he's got to get that approved by Congress, the same people who gave him that crap sandwich in the form of the omnibus to sign. Well, listen, Trump, and listen, I, I love Trump. I've defended him when he, when he deserved it. And I've, I've, I've you know, tooted his horn when he does good things. But I'm not, it, uh, it's beyond me. I can't defend him for signing that omnibus. I think that he should have shut the government down. You know, there's a government shutdown doesn't really affect the Republicans in a negative way, generally. I mean, look at what happened in 2013 in advance of a, an important midterm election. It's about principles. Republican voters and conservative voters are principled people. And they understand that if you make a promise, you have to go ahead and deliver on it or they're going to disengage. You don't want to create a 2012 situation where the people just kind of throwing their hands up and say, you know, damned if I do, damned if I don't with either party. You know, Trump should have vetoed the bill. Um, That being said, he didn't. So we've got to work, um, you know, and, and try to do the best with what we have. You know, he can sit there and fight with Congress over that. But believe me, at the end of the day, I mean, there, there, there is some things that he can do. And I think that he could probably he could probably pull this one off if he really pushed 
Well, I think that's what he needs to do. I think more disappointed than I was even him signing it, I think that that he wasn't engaged and did not lead the process. He let it come down to the, the to the eleventh hour. He allowed no, for he he I'm allowed. Sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to say something real quick. Right? He's he's it's not his job necessarily to legislate. But the one thing is, I don't think he's taking a strong enough stand this year to go ahead and kind of say, listen. You know, we, we, we didn't uh, repeal Obamacare, which was a huge promise that we made to the American people. We had a chance to just repeal it. Forget the American Health Care Act. We should have just done that. We didn't deliver on a lot of things here. Listen, guys, I'm going to start vetoing things. Yeah. If you don't give me something that's a reasonable facsimile of what I ran on. And, you know, Congress, because of their fears of constantly shutting the government down, should come up with a bill that he would consider palatable. But now the flip side of this is because he didn't veto it uh, and said that he basically look at in the future, I may veto these things. You know, what's going to wind up happening is you're going to get the the Democrats and the rhinos, the progressive Republicans are going to get together to have, you know, try to get, uh, they're going to whip up somewhere, you know, what what do they need? 67 votes to make it veto proof. This bill was 64. And the, the even, you know, the, the two-year spending bill, whatever, that they put up uh, in February, the one that um, included the hurricane relief and all that, yeah. that one got 71 votes. So that's another one. I think, I think the, the, the big government uh, progressives that is, exist in both parties are figuring out that if they work together, yeah. they can kind of undermine any sort of uh, rollback in spending. Yeah, that's a really excellent point. And that's one reason why I think he needed to use a little bit of more of the the corporate experience there and set proper expectation. That is immediately. See, we were told this last spring when he signed for the continuing resolutions to avoid a shutdown. Well, that's just because he's new in office and, you know, he'll work it out for the fall in September. And then it just get it keeps getting kicked down the road. You've got to come in and you've got to tell them I am here. I was elected to blow it up and we're not going to continue to uh, business as usual. I think that my sympathies for him, get, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to give him a pass necessarily. I've been very critical of him on this. But when you, but I got to tell you, I think that it got away from him because right now, have we ever had an American president under the siege the way that he has been with the deep state literally in a coup d'etat? I probably would have already resigned, which is what they're really trying to get him to do. And I think both parties are trying to get him to do that. And I think he is desperately trying to find a way to fulfill his campaign Promise, promises after realizing that the deep uh, state and the opposition parties were probably bigger than he even thought before he got there. So we need to keep praying for him. And um, here's a little bit of good news. I'm running way over a break, but I got to give you a bit of good news, Julio, uh, during your break. Diane Jacobs, San Diegans and those listening, Diane Jacobs is on the San Diego County Board of Supervisors. On April 17th, she announced today that they're going to be holding a vote in which they're going to uh, vote on joining Orange County in the lawsuit joining up with the DOJ against California and the sanctuary laws. So one of the things that I think is good news is that I think so many people around the country are realizing what Trump is up against and and they're wanting to do their part in local states, uh, cities, and municipalities. So that's great news. San Diego may be on board with Orange County, Julio. I think that's fantastic. You know what? And just to speak to your point, I think Trump is realizing it's really a one-party state here now in in the United States. I mean, they're they're all progressives. You get a small sliver of conservatives, and those are the only allies that he has. So I am very happy for uh, San Diegans tonight. All right. Well, we are happy that you were here, Julio. How can everybody read your stuff? Because you are everywhere right now. 
<laughs> ReactionaryTimes.com and on Twitter at oh yeah it's Julio at ReactionaryTMS. Uh, you can look at uh, for my most recent column. Actually, it was my first one in the Washington Examiner, uh, talking about what will the Russians do to try to meddle and throw off our uh, the integrity of our election system in November. Well, we will see. In fact, coming up, uh, we've got a cybersecurity expert who's going to be on the show, and he's going to be talking about Facebook uh, cybersecurity, including our election system as well. Did you guys know what's been going on in Atlanta in terms of the ransomware and how that entire city um, has basically been crippled under a cybersecurity attack? It's really gotten very little news. In fact, I heard about it today on Newsmax when I was on, on, on there today. So, Julio, thanks for being here. You Andrea K. Show listeners, you stick around. we got more to talk about on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Don't overpay for your VA loan. Here's veteran Sonia Hadley on protecting your hard-earned VA loan benefits. Carl from La Mesa needed cash to pay off his second mortgage to do some repairs around the house. He went to the community bank to use his VA loan. I was able to cut his costs in half and get a lower rate that will save him thousands over the life of his loan. Jim and Vernie are first-time homebuyers with young boys. They needed a little more personal attention than they were getting from the credit union. I got them same-day pre-approval so they could start shopping that weekend, confident that they could compete with cash offers. If you don't call Sonia, you're probably paying too much for your VA loan. Don't wait until you're too deep in the process with another lender. Get a second opinion now. Sonia even comes to you. Call me at 833-MY-VA-LOAN before rates go up. 833-MY-VA-LOAN. That's 833-MY-VA-LOAN. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Uh, joining me now, everybody has been so upset over Facebook and what's going on and the revelations, these supposed revelations. And I'm not really sure what I'm kind of missing here. Before the show, I was talking to DJ Carrot Sticks and he was like, well, yeah, every time somebody's answered, I'm, I take all these quizzes all the time. You know, like, um, you know, um, what, what, 
Disney. What's your Star Wars name? Yeah, what's your Star Wars name? Uh, what or, Disney princess would you be? Yeah, exactly. We do that all the time. And every time you do that, you have to agree for them to be basically data mining. And, <clears throat> oh, by the way, you know, I, like so many people, have actually been having a conversation then looked down and suddenly there was a sponsored ad that has to do with something exactly what I was just talking about. I mean, we know this. So joining me now... John Horst is here to, he's a cybersecurity expert and also somebody, a local candidate. He's here to explain to me what is all this big, what's all the, the hoo-ha about, John? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Andrea, it, it, it's, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg with okay. Facebook. Um, this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's going to get uh, a lot more interesting. Twitter is, I believe, uh, April 10th or 6th. Early April, Twitter is going to be testifying before Congress about the $400-odd million they earn every year licensing the data. And so uh, it's Facebook now. It's going to be Twitter in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's just going to get more and more interesting. What's happening here is we do not own the data that that is produced when we originate data, whether you're taking a quiz, placing a phone call, like I'm like I'm doing right now into your studio, my cell phone carrier owns that data. They turn around and sell it. It's it's not something we can turn around and say, oh, you have to delete it because we don't have any property right interest over it. And so it, it it's really all capital letters creepy. What can be done with this data? We've seen this Cambridge Analytics thing. Uh, the Obama team did the same thing that Cambridge did uh, last cycle, or, or the Obama cycle. And it, it's getting to the point where there is just this immense amount of economic and political power in all of this data, and we haven't even begun to ask the right questions about it. Okay. Um well, one of my concerns is less about the economic power because I feel like as long as the Americans understand that that uh, let the buyer beware, as long as you understand that when you're getting on a free site, that's that your data, if I go to the grocery store, I know that when I get the list of coupons out, it's because they've been tracking what I'm buying and they're offering me coupons in order to incite me to come back. And, you know, yep. there, so there's money that's being made there. I think that as long as I think the American citizen understands and they're participating of their own free will, I'm not really sure where the problem is. For me, what I'm concerned about is the government interest here and what's going on with the government yep. partnering with them because the Zucker, nobody cared about Zuckerberg and what was going on when it was only helping the Obama campaign win. And then after Hillary Clinton lost, she started making noise about fake news and saying that they, basically the left started making noise. It was actually the left that started this whole fake news thing. And they were basically saying that they wanted Facebook to crack down and control and decide for us what news we should see and what we shouldn't. And that's right. when I would, that's where, you know, I, I have a concern. Um, and in fact, I'm suspicious. Let me ask you this. I'm suspicious over this whole thing. The only indictment so so far that had anything to do with Russian collusion was 13 Russians involving Facebook. And I don't trust those indictments because I don't trust yeah. Facebook. Andrea, those indictments were a sham. Uh, they were, they, they, those indictments were an absolute sham because there's no way any of those businesses or individuals are going to be extradited here to stand trial. The whole point behind an indictment is to outline a list of facts that you can then turn and try in a court of law. There's not a single triable fact 
in those indictments because no one is ever going to be extradited over here to stand trial. Um, Mueller could have issued a report on this instead of couching it as an indictment. I just think it was outrageous. Um, but, I mean, let's talk a little bit about the deep state because the, there's this whole, like, cell phone records and metadata and, and, and things like that. The more data out there about us, we in cyber we call it the attack surface or the threat surface. If, if we have the ability, if we just have the ability to tell, for example, the cell phone company, you have to delete the data. There's nothing for the government to go after now. Mm-hmm. And if we, and, 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 and here's the, the real kicker, the, the FISA warrant. They're issuing these warrants to the telecom companies and saying you have to turn over all your data. The reason why those warrants were issued to telecom is because telecom is the data owner. The very first question in cybersecurity is, who is the data owner? The data owner is the one who decides what is done. If we own the data that arises from our economic activity, guess where they have to send that warrant now? They have to send that warrant to you and me. Well, shouldn't this be then an easy fix? Shouldn't there just immediately be legislation that basically says, okay, that m- anything that I do on any social media site is my content? Why do we need to drag yep. Zuckerberg there and have all this gnawboning all day long over this? Oh, it's, it should be my content and we own or everybody owns their own content. Done. Problem solved. Right? And there you, there you have it. One of my issues running for Congress, I'm proposing an amendment that will say all data pertaining to the identity of a person or arising from the economic activity of a person, and all information derived from that data shall remain the property of the person. I really want to charge up the steepest hill here and go after a constitutional amendment, because I don't trust Congress farther than you can throw them. Well, um, a we constitutional amendment, though, that's going to take two-thirds of the states. I mean, you're, you're t- talk about an uphill climb. Yeah, it's an uphill climb, but what it is, is it's about starting the, it's about starting the debate. We have to pull that back and pass the law. Okay, but let's get this topic out into the public. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about data ownership. If we own the data, we drive a stake through the heart of the surveillance state. Well, we that- drive a stake through... Well, excuse me for interrupting because, uh, you know, we've only got even one more segment here. But what, many of us, you know, the data mining was actually started by our government before Facebook even really got into it. There's like, a, what, a $2 trillion facility that w- yep. they actually started building many years ago out in the desert out there. And they've been data mining on Americans for a long time. That's separate from the data mining involving in social media. So is your proposed legislation going to involve whatever the NSA has been grabbing on us all these years? Absolutely. and Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's our property. My my whole thing is this is our property. And now the Fourth Amendment comes into effect. The Fourth Amendment says that we are guaranteed the right to be secure in our papers and effects. Andrea, before the Internet, the data about us was in those papers and effects, and it was in a safe in our house. There was no question as to who owned it. Now all of that data the papers and effects. Now it's all over the place. It's in the cloud. It's everywhere. We need to own the data. Um, And, uh, you know, Scott Peters, Scott Peters, like a lot of uh, folks in Congress, they're progressives. I really appreciated the comments that were made just from your last segment. They don't have any idea. And and the frank truth of the matter is they're totalitarians. They're authoritarians. Yes. And they want to control all of this data. And no, 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 no. The answer is no. If you're conservative, 
you want to take back that property, but that affects the companies too. Facebook should have to license the data from us. One, if, right. I've only got, it, it, let me know if you have any more final points on that. I've only got a couple more minutes. Okay. Atlanta, well, did you have a ahead. final thought? Well, I wanted to make no, sure no, no, that we've got ahead, a couple, ahead. well, I want to make sure I've got a couple minutes with you to talk about Atlanta because this ransomware yep. attack yep. that they've had has basically shut the yep. city down. Yep. Okay. Now, San Diego, uh, I know the former CISO of uh, the city of San Diego personally. I know the tools that he put in place, the same exact tools I use for the DOD. I'm pretty, I, I, you know, I don't want to say we shouldn't be, or we should become complacent. We should not become complacent, but I feel pretty good about the city of San Diego's cybersecurity posture because I know a little bit about what they've been doing. Um, it, and, I, and that's partly because we have such a huge tech sector here in the tech hub. We have a very deep bench of uh, people in the private sector workforce that can come and support the city. I'm not sure if Atlanta has that or not. But, um, yeah, no, that's uh, – uh, and those tools that they're using to, uh, to, to, to attack Atlanta like that, Andrea, those tools were developed by the NSA. Well, here's what uh, we're going to have to have you back to talk more about this, because we actually had a cyber attack by the Chinese years ago during the Obama administration in which they basically backed up. I don't know how many 18 wheelers and and filled them up with data. I think it was something like 30 or 40,000 former government employees going back decades, including my own family, had their had uh, all kinds of identity st- theft stuff stolen. Including me. Yeah. And including nothing was absolutely d- done about it. So the Atlanta situation yep. reminds us people think that because it's the government that somehow how their, their data and their identities are greater protected. We just recently had the IRS reveal that 1.3 million cases of identity theft by illegals were uncovered and they didn't prosecute anybody. So fi- yep. how can people learn more about you? Because i got to leave it there. JohnHorseForCongress.com, uh, Facebook, John Horse for Congress. I just posted a video. Scott Peters is blocking the veterans' ability to get health care outside of the VA if they find it's better. It's absolutely outrageous. Um, he doesn't care about our veterans. Um, John Horse for Congress uh, on Facebook, johnhorseforcongress.com. Got a, I got a great video on there. I call it Bring Back the Dinner Table. All right. Well, like everyone to go out there and look at that. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your, your guidance on the cybersecurity and what you want to do to, to protect yep. our data and, and our content. Great seeing you the other night. All right. Yeah, thanks so much. Great seeing you the other night with Iron Mike. You too. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Stay tuned because we come back. Who, it's, it's Woman Crush Wednesday, as they call it. We're going to talk about uh, some crazy women. I ain't got, I ain't crushing on these nut burgers. And also the Profile and Pandering Awards. Final segment of the Andrea K Show on Hump Days coming up. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. AM 1170. The answer. San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The answer. I've got to talk a little bit about some college crazy right now. Speaking of crazy, if y'all are crazy enough to call me, the number is 888-344-1170. Got to read a couple of the brilliances out there with my Facebook friends and family. Love you all out there. Uh, Jim Brown's comment is, this gentleman means well. I never think the government is the answer for anything. You know that I'm a limited government gal, but there are some. The government's number one role is national security, and cybersecurity is a part of that. And, you know, at, at least if there is some legislation, there are some some companies that will respect that. And if not, then we at least have a means of which to um, seek retribution. But I'm curious as to what you guys, um, Jim had a, a really good point there. And I'm curious as to what you guys think about it. Dan Perry says privacy is becoming uh, just a myth these days. Very true. And I don't know if we can really, was it called going galt? Uh, from um, Ayn Rand's book, I don't know, is the solution? You guys want to go galt? You guys want to go completely underground? How do we do that? Our entire lives now. What was that movie with uh, Dennis Miller and Sandra Bullock? Was it called The Internet? You know, when when her identity was stolen, it's really kind of scary as to what uh, the power of the cyber world is and what they have over us because banking and everything like right now in Atlanta people can't pay their bills I mean just lives are a mess uh, down there speaking of a mess David Hogg in College Crazy seems that David Hogg even though he's got like a 4.2 average he's been applying for schools everywhere and very few colleges are wanting to accept him unfortunately for us in San Diego one of the few colleges that was willing to take this guy is Cal State San Marcos up the street which is up the street in fact that's where dj carrot sticks went to school hey dj carrot sticks yeah how, how would you feel if david hogg became a fellow a fellow alum of cal state san marcos well honestly he would fit right in he because, would because you know I, I i love this school and i learned a lot but it is so liberal there it's one of those schools that has every mecha has all these groups yeah. it wouldn't let rotc on campus well <laughs> well there you go yeah. I started to say no home for dumb young men, but it sounds like he might have a home. That's the school, by the way, to where DJ Carrot Sticks was in this class. It was attacking young white men or whatever. So, yeah, David Hogg would fit. Uh, and I only right took that the- class to see how the other side thinks. You know, sometimes yeah. you have to infiltrate. Yeah, <laughs> you go, go undercover. Speaking of deep, he went deep. Uh, other college crazy on the other side of the country is, and this is, again, it's a part of uh, the the cultural Marxist movement to destroy and to tear apart the foundations of our nation. And they want to pierce when this whole thing started, they exploited the church shooting in South Carolina, remember? And then because that, that massacre, there was a picture that they found of this young man who committed that horrible act. At some point he was shown with a Confederate flag. Then we couldn't have Dukes of Hazard anywhere. The Confederate flag that Bill Clinton had used for his campaign, by the way, in the nineties, couldn't be sold at Walmart anymore. Then we ended 
can up. even show Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, you can't even show Dukes of Hazard. So you know, statues all over everywhere were getting torn down, including my beloved Lee Circle in New Orleans, where I spent every Mardi Gras, every uh, Sunday during Mardi Gras, I would go and watch Bacchus at Lee Circle. Well, guess who's getting an award for tearing down statues? Mayor Mitch Landrew is being given the award uh, from the JFK Library Foundation, their annual Courage Award. And I'm thinking, what courage? What courage was it for Mitch Landrew to jump on the bandwagon that was already underway that involved tearing down statues everywhere? You know, Boss Hogg, the fictional character Boss Hogg in Dukes of Hazzard had more courage than this guy. It doesn't take any courage to go along with a movement that doesn't make any sense. Okay, to go along with the crowd, it takes courage to push back against that. Like what we see happening here in Orange County with the sheriff in Orange County or Orange County itself saying, you know, we're not going to put up with this crap anymore. That's where the real courage is. The real courage is standing up to this tyranny. But of course, of course, an award for pandering has to come from from the Kennedy family who didn't have any courage themselves. And oh, by the way, uh, this is complete pandering to black Americans in New Orleans of where I come from. Because let me tell you, there is no no black person's life who's living in the Iberville projects whose life was made better because some statue was taken down. It's complete pandering. What it is, is it's an attack. What they hope to do is pierce our founders. And that leads me to the college crazy involving Hofstra University because what's the movement going on right now? There's going to be a march on Friday, Good Friday, which is probably not a coincidence that on Good Friday, there's going to be a march to tear down the Thomas Jefferson statue. Because see, that's really what the end game is. They don't care about these people that were murdered in South Carolina and they don't care. And it had nothing at all to do with the Confederate flag. What they want to do is get the foundations of our nation to be considered invalid. And if they can pierce that, then they can tell us, you know what, then nothing for this country is valid. That means the Constitution isn't valid. And then they can feel justified in destroying our nation and rebuilding it according to their Marxist utopia. That's what this is all about. And the real courage is going to be the real courage is going to be if we can uh, stand up to these people. Uh, Looks like I've got a caller on the line and a few minutes left. Hey, caller, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. He's not there. I bet Keith can just keep on while the other one's free. That's all. Hi there. This is Andrea. Hi, this is Andrea K. I couldn't understand your comment. Did you want to repeat that? Oh, yeah, excuse me. I didn't even know that I, I, you will be able to hear. I, I will be in the radio. Yeah, that, I, I was telling them that there's a lot of concerns about, you know, the shootings and the schools and everything. Uh-huh. And I and I believe that the solution is to bring back the prayers to schools like it used to be in the 1950s or so. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, as part of the cultural Marxist movement and indoctrination, yeah. they need to, they needed to remove God from society, remove God from schools and replace it with, uh, replace God with state. And they literally want us to worship government and put our faith and our hope in government, which is exactly what Barack Obama's inauguration speech was. Only the government can do this for you. Only the government can do that for you. It was basically yeah. worship, worship the government. Um, I think I've only got a minute or two left, so I'm going to have to leave it there. But thank you, caller, for calling in. And that was a really good, good point um, for there. So um, so to me, the award given to Mitch Landrew, just to wrap that up, was the Profile and Pandering Award. Um, it is Woman's Crush Wednesday. I don't usually talk about this. But in the cultural crazy that is going on to try to transform our world and transform America, have y'all heard? 
that there's women that are going around marrying trees. This is true. They're actually having wedding ceremonies. You've heard that you've seen the TV show say yes to the dress. Now the movement is say yes to the tree. Women are actually having marriage ceremonies to wed themselves to trees. And the the quotes are that it's a way of protesting so we can stop exterminating Mother Earth. Got one word. What? Splinters. <laughs> There's a lady that married the Santa Fe train station. <laughs> You know, and I can't even get a date. <laughs> you know what you need to put a costume on is like you're maybe a you're, you're a tree. I'll get like Groot from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Or, yeah. I, I mean, this is this is so absolutely ridiculous that women are, you know, you deserve, this is making a mockery, first of all, of the sanctity of marriage. This is, this is what happens when you, you're 30 years down the road after the left has constantly mocked and demeaned the institution of marriage and what it's really supposed to be about, okay? And now, anybody who's involved in this kind of deserves to be mocked. Right, DJ Carrot Sticks? Yes. What's that song? Tie a ribbon around the old oak tree. Yeah. <laughs> Tie a ribbon around the old crazy old lady who's trying to marry herself to a tree. Hey, thanks to everybody for being here tonight. Thanks to my callers. They might have guests. saplings. Yeah. Ooh. But I'm quiche. DJ Carrot Sticks, he's here every night. Along with me, 6 to 7 p.m. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.